OTB AM. Think of soccer managers over in England who would be really good guy managers. Nigel Pearson strikes me as like a Talton Cup winning manager. He's the English banty, is that what you're saying? Po- OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition. Available now. So unexpected. It's one of those you had to be there moments. You had to be there. It subsequently genuinely did change everything about my life. You had to be there. All right, and the ads there. You saw Mr. Welly up against Nathan, and uh, we'll see who ends up at the top of the leaderboard after all of that. And it was all as part of the OTB Games Room, in partnership with Virgin Media. You can bring your A game with 99.9% broadband reliability. Now, as you've heard from the sting there, it is time for You Had to Be There. I'm delighted to say it's a very special episode today. Norden Chowdhury, who's a football writer, Manchester expert, and Naz is what it says in front of me here, and an interesting thing's beyond the whitewash as well. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Manchester expert. That's a, that's a good one. Does that mean that I know all about the Gallagher's and everything? Got the keys to Manchester, yeah, the Stone Roses, <laughs> everything. Lowry, Lowry was Manchester, wasn't he? Am yeah, I wrong yeah. about that? Uh, right, we've got a very, uh, I, I don't know, can I say eclectic mix of stuff here, even though it all is hooked generally around one sport. Yeah. Um, you're going to kick us off, take us back to 1994, an unusual starting spot. <laughs> yeah, so it was It was basically, um, it was a charity game, uh, in, uh, it was a, cri- a charity cricket game, and it was uh, Manchester United versus, I think they were called the Cheatham Hill Celebrity, Celebrity Eleven, which was basically just the odd Coronation Street actor. Um, and uh, it was just mad having all these all these heroes at my local cricket club. Um, and it kind of points to the, the era as well, because you wouldn't get that now. Um, it was just, what it was is, 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 is it was a, it's, it's a very small cricket club and they have like a small pavilion and we could just mingle with the players um, who were getting more and more merry as the day went on because... Uh, it was kind of like a charity thing, so they were allowed to drink. Ferguson allowed them to drink that day. So, yeah, you had people like Brian Robson, Mark Hughes, Clayton Blackmore. Um, you, you also had City players, uh, all the greats, like Fitzroy Simpson, Paul Walsh, uh, Peter Begra. So, uh, so yeah, so legends on both sides. But, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was an amazing experience, um, and uh, especially at that age. It was like, what are these people doing here? It's, it was like a like a weird dream was there like a huge crowd at it or was it like was it a hugely publicized thing that like thousands turned up for or no no it was it was so weird there must have been like like maybe a hundred of us there so it was it was it was quite intimate and i don't know how we found out about it but we ended up going down and um it was funny because um i was quite shy to sort of ask because everyone was asking for autographs and, and they were they were obliging they were being dead nice i mean in fact like one of the nicest uh, people there was david rocastle um he was lovely um but um but yeah but i was quite shy to ask for autographs and then i saw like a like a kindly old asian guy and like i used the old the old uncle card um whenever you see sort of a, a brown man of a certain age went uncle uncle and then he sort of turned around and said, "I said, can you can you get us some autographs?" Because he was he was with the players, sort of in the pavilion. So he was dead nice, and like he, t- he took the he took my program off me and and basically got a load of signatures. And um, I thought, like, what a nice man. And then like later on, I found out he was a uh, he was actually um, a really famous Indian cricketer called Farooq Engineer who played like forty six tests. So <laughs> and he's looking he at you going. Kid, what? I mean, I know, I, I get the, I get the, the play here, but uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also, but that's the thing. That's the thing about uncles. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's the same in Ireland. It's, it, it's probably, it's, it's like how Irish people feel about that Matt LeBlanc meme 
sort of like his <laughs> universal uncle yeah 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 the, ha- the arms crossed and all the rest yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny it's like that, fo- that that time someone at the airport was it Higuain and Messi someone asked Messi to take oh, okay. their phone and take a photograph of them with, <laughs> with one of Messi's teammates or maybe it was Suarez maybe uh, but it's it's one of those uh, were, were any of the, the, the footballers really really good at cricket like famously and probably a couple of years after but Phil Neville was a, yeah, was a top level cricketer yeah, he was famously good. Um, Lee Sharp was good, um, and uh, I think Paul Walsh was good as well. Paul Walsh was going through his proper sort of like uh, like Hollywood star in his own head, like with the with the blonde flowing locks. So yeah, he was loving it. But uh, no, it was good. But I'll be honest, I wasn't really interested in the cricket. I was just staring at all the players, thinking, "What are you doing here?" Do you still have the autographs? Yeah, yeah, I've got it somewhere. I'll have to, I'll have to dig it out. But yeah, I've, I've still got the, I've still got the program. There's there's like one or two autographs that I think I'm not sure who that is but yeah the rest of them it, it could have I was so giddy that day I could have like been going to the groundsman and sort of saying can I have your autograph as well I mean <laughs> considering I couldn't identify a, like a like a world famous cricketer I was just going around asking for everyone's autograph Did you get any of the Coronation Street stars uh, was that just like uh, who are these old people <laughs> I, didn't, I, I don't really. I know it's sacrilege for a for a Mancunian, but I don't really watch Coronation Street. Oh so, no, it's come on. Yeah, so I, th- so, so I think I got a couple, but uh, I think there was somebody Middlemiss and uh, somebody Lavelle. But, oh yeah, yeah I th- it was. Did he play Kevin Webster? I mean, I don't know why yeah, I know this information. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, thought that yeah. was a rite of passage to be from Manchester. You had to you had to watch Corey. Well, the, the funny thing is that, like, uh, my first job after university was working at Granada uh, Studios, just 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 in a like finance job, and like I once got told off for trespassing onto onto the cobbles. <laughs> and you're so, like, no, uh, yeah. these are my mates. I, I know all these guys. We uh, we hang <laughs> exactly, out. We play cricket. Yeah. <laughs> that was Robson. Was he had he finished at United at that point, Nas, or was he still? Um, in '94, he he was. Yeah, yeah, he might, he might have just left, um, but. Um, yeah, I think, and and again, the funny thing, the funny thing with Ferguson um, is that everyone thinks of him as being like dead um, sort of authoritarian and sort of like uh, saying to players, "You can't drink, you go, you can't go out." The one exa- the one exception was like charity th- charity things. Like yeah. um, if ever if ever there was a situation like that, like he'd be he'd, he'd let them sort of like let their hair down, and yeah. uh, and and Brian Robson, as we as we well know. Uh, did let his hair down when it, when a drink was available. I suspect they might have organised a lot of charity things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, take us forward six years. You want to talk about United 3, Fiorentina 1 and uh, 1 Argentinian specifically. Yeah, that's that's the thing cause, because um, growing up, um, especially with the um, when Channel 4 got the rights to Italian football, um, it was so glamorous and, and, I, and I completely fell in love with... Uh, with Italian football and all these all these incredible stars, but but the thing is that they felt so otherworldly. Like we like English football was great, and we, and we had our own sort of stars, and we also that was a stage where a lot of great players were coming to this country from from abroad, like Klinsman and Rude Hullet and and all sorts. Um, but um, there was something about um, Italian football that just seemed like it was from another planet. Um, it just seemed more glamorous. All the goals seemed it seemed better, um, which is funny, really, because like I think I enjoyed the Gazetta football roundup on Saturday morning more than I did the actual matches on a on a Sunday. Because when you actually watched a match all the way through, you realised it was it was a, it was far slower. Um, there, there was fewer goals, but um, that didn't sort of stop me from, from sort of idolising half the players. But the biggest the biggest star, the biggest stars for me were always Baggio and Battistuta. 
and Batistuta in particular, the way he played, he he felt like like a superhero. Like he he looked like a superhero, mm. and uh, and and the power he got into his shots, and like the the way he played as a centre forward was was unreal. So when there was a chance to watch him at Old Trafford, um, I was buzzing. Um, we'd we'd lost when we'd gone to Fiorentina earlier in the season. Um, so so when they came to Old Trafford, um, there was a little bit of nervousness. But um, the the thing is, we won three one, and. All of United's goals were actually really, really good. Mm. Um, Andy Cole scored from outside the area. Um, uh, Dwight York scored from a, like a really good header from a really good cross. And uh, Roy Keane, Roy Keane probably scored the best goal of the game technically because um, it was one of those um, that um, I think somebody took a shot. It might have come off the Henning Berg was taking a shot off back off the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, and and, and then and then he. Um, and then um, it was it was a really hard volley because it came straight at him, and Roy Keane had to sort of volley at first, and you, and you could tell it was a volley because he didn't touch the floor. So um, it was it was it was really really good. But um... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he what? <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> We're on the but, same um... way, like Nazi. Yeah, that's, that's well observed. Can you see my point? No, it's apropos of nothing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the but the thing is, in spite of how good United go, United's goals were, and, and and obviously I was I was I was so chuffed that we'd won. Um, the one thing that made it memorable was was seeing Batistuta play, and and he scored the first goal, and it was the classic Batistuta goal yeah. where he got the ball uh, maybe thirty yards out, didn't look like there was any issue. United didn't even do anything wrong in terms of defending, like like the positioning, everything was fine. There was there was players sort of like um, closing him down, but. He does. He doesn't need. He, doesn't, he didn't need. So sort of, he only needed like half a half a yard, and he just uh, he just let fly. Um, and in terms of a, like an opposition goal, like that's probably the best I've seen at Old Trafford, and uh, the power he got into it. I don't, and again, it's it's this thing like like I heard briefly a conversation about how it's best to experience um, sport um, earlier. And um, the thing with the thing with that goal is that you'll watch it back. Um, on YouTube or whatever, and it looks like a, an amazing goal, but I don't think you realise how good it was un- unless you were there. The mm. power, the power you got in it, um, and also when you when you watch it on TV or you watch it on um, on YouTube, you, you'll notice that the that the ball kind of hits the it hits the goal like the the net in the centre. So you kind of think, well, surely Bosnich should should have saved that, but. But if you were there, you'd realise like it was past him before he knew it, and it and it sort of had that swaz, so it was just unstoppable. That was the thing. I remember watching that game as a kid on on TV, and like by like, I was a United fan, but buying a Batistuta Fiorentina jersey after, I was so yeah. it was just the long hair, the hairband, and then it was the, the noise on TV when the ball hit the net. Like you almost feared for Bosnich's safety. It was hit with that with that much power, but did it make a no? It it almost made the perfect noise when it hits the net. This is like a real niche fucking oh, thing, yeah. there, but but you know that that perfect sound when it hits the net. Mm. It just seemed like one of those unbelievable strikes, us. It wasn't, and, 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 and like and like it's it's that rasp as well of the of the net, but um, it's it's it doesn't happen very often, but you but you occasionally get the kind of because because the thing is most goals, the the fans are anticipating it so. There's almost a build-up of excitement, and then it happens, and then, and and, and, the, and the, there's a crescendo of noise. <laughs> Very occasionally, what happens is there's a goal that's that's not expected. So that, so that, so, so there's not that build-up of uh, build-up of noise, and and it happens, and there's almost like a half a second of silence where 
people are computing did that just happen? And it kind of felt like that where where um, he scored, and then it was like, how did he do that? Like, and 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 it's it, it kind of uh, it kind of sort of built up that sort of idea that he was otherworldly. And mm. and and the annoying thing is that that I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it was like in Ireland, but growing up, um, teletext was a big thing, mm. um, and especially especially on ITV, um, uh, they. They had this thing where where it would be like one page of two, and the second mm-hmm. page would always be adverts of like these these uh these numbers you could call for like transfer gossip, and it was all rubbish. But every every so often there'd be one in like a particular current and it color and it'd be flashing, so as if it's like breaking news or or it's or it's going to happen. <laughs> and the amount of times United were linked to Batistuta on those uh oh. on, on, on those calls and like mugs like me getting giddy and sort of thinking oh like. Could I get away with ringing it without sort of uh, making that making the phone bill astronomical? But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would have loved him at United. See facts that that teletext. Like I still remember the numbers on the BBC. I go on to three two three for news and brief, three three eight yeah. for newspaper gossip, three oh one for the sport, three oh three for the football. Right. Yeah. I just remembered them all off. And you'd be like, waiting for the pages to, to flip as well. Because yeah. you'd have results if there was enough games on. You'd have results in two pages, and oh. you'd be like waiting for the results to see come up. Exactly. I mean, imagine and, 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 consuming sport in that in that such a oh, like, yeah. one dimensional way is incredible. And then and and then sometimes 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 the sort of games would be two pages. And then if it sort of suddenly flicked to three pages, you thought, oh, there's been there's been a goal because like they've actually used a third page. <laughs> That's right, yeah. 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 I don't know, I'll have to wait a half an hour for it flick, to flick back to page yeah. one. The Irish one, on, on the on the RTE one, I think you had the, the Premier League scores had a, had a specific page, 220, I think it was, or 222. And then the Irish, if there was an Irish goal scorer, you'd have that name in green. That's right. It's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're mad You're mad looking for all these yeah. green goal scorers. Robbie Keane. We're not obsessed Duff. with ourselves or anything. <laughs> now, but, uh, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> flip us on. We're going, we're going forward a few more years now. We're up to 2013 and first Fergie's final game at Old Trafford. Yeah, and and it was uh, the thing. The thing is that, that that obviously it was the end of an era, but like it's almost a case of you don't realise it at the time, and then it's only afterwards that you realise how monumental it was. Because um, and again, like this is almost sacrilege, but because Ferguson had been there so long, there was almost a sense of like it was quite exciting for there to be a new era. And like we didn't know how the new era was going to turn out, and and how and how sort of barren it was going to be, and 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 and, and how uh, how much of a mess it was going to be. But um, when you've had a manager for that long, it's the whole sort of process of, of getting a new manager and scouring the whole world for the most world class option and finding David Moyes. It's kind of it's it's, it's kind of, it's kind of quite exciting, and like even even David Moyes, like it was it was it was a point at which football still felt quite local. And and the idea of getting David Moyes in, who who was like a like quite a local manager, and had that sort of Scottish thing going on, and like there's the aura of like Scottish managers, especially at that time. Like you had like Shankly, um, uh, you had um, Busby, and all, and, and, and like and like basically all all these all, all these um, all these managers that had, that had grown uh, that had, um, uh, lived in the same area, and 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 there was there was things like um, David Moyes. Granddad, some or something new, Ferguson or something like that. So uh, there was all that background, and uh, and yeah, and, and and it was stuff, and, and there was all like little flags and stuff to like make a mosaic. And I I always find that massively cringe. And it, and it was at the, it was at the uh, it's funnily enough it was at Wembley with the with the League Cup final uh, um, a week or so ago with with like the the, the flags and scarves. And I always find that cringe because it always feels like manufactured. Um, mm-hmm. atmosphere but uh, 
the funny thing with that game is it was my I took my nephew and it was it was my nephew's first ever game. Wow. And for for that to be for Ferguson's last game to be my nephew's first game, it, it made it, it sort of amplified it and it made it bigger for me because he was he was so excited. He was so excited to get his flag, and he was. And, and I think we all bemoan half and half scarves and kind of think like, uh, "Oh, who buys those?" It's kids. Mm. Kids buy it because they because because they, they want to wear it the next day and prove that they went to the game. And like, it, it, it gives you a different perspective on so many things if you if you go with a kid, and it sort of renews your excitement for it. And um, and yeah, and and the actual credits united they they sort of organized it really well and and the game was kind of it, it, it was fitting because um it was it was one all and then um real ferdinand scored a late goal which which was always the fergie way uh, and it was it it was like an incredible sort of like uh goal scorers finish as well considering he'd not, he'd not scored for years you mentioned about again, like, and then, go. sorry now you mentioned about people like uh you know not been been unaware of what was to come, right? Like, you know, yeah. the, the barren years and like the Moyes thing just made sense. I mean, Fergie had handpicked him and all this sort of, but I watched back the, after the on the pitch speech last night and like it gets remembered for the your job new bit. <laughs> but actually, like looking back to it, and maybe this is, there's a bit of hindsight here, but he, he references his own shaky start and there's like an uproarious sort of response from the crowd, obviously about, um, David Moyes and the you know your job knew okay this you know everybody understood that and you know we will stick by David Moyes and it wasn't long before like the knives were out it almost felt as if Ferguson himself had an awareness of this is not you know this group are an aging group and this is not going to go Moyes may have to go through what I went through oh completely and 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 the, and the thing is that like even at the time um, it was it kind of felt. Felt as though like how is how is Fergie winning the league with this team and 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 again like like so much of it was was um, finding a way. Ferguson always found a way. I always I always say that Ferguson's greatest attribute was pragmatism. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't a, I don't I don't think he was a purist. It wasn't always about playing the beautiful game or sort of sticking to your principles. He didn't even treat all the players the same. He, he was he was extremely strict on on players like Lee Sharp and Ryan Giggs and and, and, and the younger homegrown players. But then he understood that Cantona needed to be treated differently and 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 things like that. So and yeah, so um even with that team he he bought in Van Persie because he knew that he was Van Persie was this amazing uh temporary sticking plaster. Um so it was going to be difficult for whoever came in. Um, but also we can't romanticize the past and act as if like the, the sort of modern fan is any different from previous generations in terms of giving managers time. Because, um, I think part of what Ferguson was saying that saying there in terms of like, your job is to, is to trust a new manager is because, uh, not only did he know that, that it's going to be a difficult job, but he, he remembers when he was getting grief. Like, like for the first, like, like up until that nineteen ninety FA Cup final win, um, there was the fans wanted him out. Like, and if you look at like the fanzines at that time, this, this, he, he's getting lots of criticism, and a lot of it was 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 sort of fair enough in terms of the money money he'd spent and the time he'd had. And there's there's a famous um, there's a famous sign Tara Ferger. Um, that, that, that mm. somebody put together. So, so things things don't really change that much. Um, and and fans fans have always been as fickle or not fickle as uh, as they've always been. Um, 
but yeah, it was a it was an emotional day, and and the fact that I got to share it with my with my nephew, and he can he can now say that that was his first game. Um, that's yes. what kind of made it special. Yeah, I'm with you on the half and half scarf as well. I just way too much uh, chat and fuss about that. Um, Atletico Madrid two, Osasuna one, uh, the same year, and uh, you want to talk to us about Diego Simeone, especially. Yeah, so, so so that was that was um, a city break that I went on with my mates, and we decided to go to Madrid. And like because we were going to Madrid on on that particular weekend or whenever it was, um, it was like oh let's let's try and go to a game. So so we 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 really wanted to go to the Bernabeu and really wanted to go and see Real Madrid, but they happened to be playing uh, away, and it's like ah. Like, like just our look, we don't get to see Real Madrid and we're going to Madrid and um, it was almost like a boober prize of like, oh, well, Atletico are playing at home, let's go and see them. So like we weren't that excited, but we went along anyway just to experience it. And the experience in itself was amazing because it was it was their old their old um, Calderon Stadium. So it wasn't the it wasn't the sort of identical, amazing new uh, stadium they've got now. So it had like a bit of a old school feel to it. Um, even to the extent that, like within the stadium, they, they were selling kind of like homemade baguettes rather than anything packaged, and the, all the fans were eating these little—I don't know if they were pine nuts or, or like sunflower seeds or something—but they were all eating them. And if you look down on, on the sort of like stands, it was covered in like the shells, and and, and it was a, it was little things like that that made it so interesting. And there was there was even like um. Amongst their sort of ultras, there was a massive sign that said something like 88 years and, and it had like um, obviously a start and end date of like somebody who passed away. And like, um, I was like, oh, like as a legend died or something. And then got talking to somebody, who, a fan that was there who could speak English and, and they explained it was a, it was for a supporter who'd been a season ticket holder for like eight decades. And, and that was amazing that they had that sense of community that they were acknowledging just a supporter with a massive banner um and the actual the actual the funny thing is first of all atletico madrid actually won the league that season so it was it was and it was the first time they'd done it in years and years so that made it special but there's a i sent i sent a photo of like um so so we were at the front and and the security wasn't what you'd expect at a top game like it wasn't what, what it would be united and and me and my mate sort of got to the front and Simeone wasn't too far away on the touchline, uh, and and because because you're like you're on holiday and you're giddy and you and you sort of think oh like you're you're behaving so I just started shouting his name constantly <laughs> just to be annoying. I was like Simeone, Simeone, over here, Simeone, and like sort of like saying like uh, are you scared? Are you scared? And then at one point he turned around and he'd heard me and he and he started coming towards me. Uh, and I absolutely bricked myself. <laughs> and, and 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 the image that I've, the photo that I've sent it sent to you now, is, yeah. is is him coming towards me. Jesus, I thought that was like a stock photograph that we had taken. Wow. No, no, that's that's I I, I took that photo just before quickly running up this running up the stand. What do you think like, he was coming to say to you? I, I have no idea. That was the mad thing. Like I had no idea he could hear me. And and it was just like what was going to happen? Was he just sick of? Was it like Alan Partridge when when he keeps saying Dan? And it was just so annoying that he'd, <laughs> he'd had enough. But like, yeah. 
I panicked and uh, and ran away. I'm angry and I'm not going to take it anymore in whatever version uh, that you might have said that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So that was my memory of the game and uh, and yeah. Um I mean the actual game, I mean it was it was it was quite sort of straightforward. Um I think they won two on Diego Sim uh, sorry Diego Costa scored twice. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'll remember it for for like uh uh, annoying Simeone and and not wanting to be part of that exchange. Not many people can say they've faced down Diego Simeone for sure. Your 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 last selection. Not, neither can Naz. No. Well, yeah, yeah. Tried to. Tried to. Uh, your last pick, Naz, is uh, similar along the veins of of Ferguson's uh, last game at Swansea. It's Arsenal Burnley at the Emirates, sixth of May, twenty eighteen. Wenger's last last game, last home game, five 0 win anyway for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Last, it was a, it was his last home game, so it was the big uh, similar to Fergie. It was the big um, sort of goodbye that Arsenal were going to give him. Um, and, and and again, like I think I was, I don't know why I was down in London. Um, it wasn't for the game, but uh, it might have been for work or whatever. But um, because that game was happening and it was close by to where I was, um, I. Uh, I kind of like did my best to get a ticket and, 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 and by some, some amazing sort of like, uh, I don't know how I did it, but I managed to get a ticket. Um, so I went down and, uh, it was just really interesting to sort of experience that, that similar situation, but with another club. Mm. Um, I mean, one thing that, I mean, they, they did, again, they did things really well. It was, um, the difference between the Fergie good, goodbye and the uh, Wenger goodbye is that when Fergie left, it was, it was, um, it was raining uh, and it was miserable weather. But on uh, Arsene Wenger's last game, it was it was a beautiful day, really, really sunny, and it was perfect in that respect. Um, and everyone got a t-shirt, and obviously I didn't wear it. Um, but um, I think I think I think two the two things the, the two things I got out of it was a I realised that I don't really I'm not really a football fan. Like I couldn't care less about the goals and I couldn't like, there was, there was a good atmosphere and I just thought like, this is, this is a good atmosphere, but it's not my atmosphere. Like, I think, I, I think it, I think it just sort of cemented to me that I'm a, I'm a United fan, not a football fan. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't be a neutral and I can't like get into the sort of feeling of sort of, uh, enjoying someone else's moment. Um, and also the, the other thing was it was, it was so respectful. And it was so sort of uh, adoring of Wenger, and Wenger, was, uh, as ever, was such a gentleman, and and his uh, speech was 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 really sort of uh, heartfelt and moving. But um, <laughs> the thing I found funny was like this: a lot of the same fans had been putting up signs saying like like uh, Wenger, it's time to go. Thanks for the trophies, but please do one <laughs> type stuff. And like I even saw on the way in, I even saw these fan. Um, sort of these YouTube people doing their like videos outside the ground, and and I recognised some of them, and I thought you've been on his back for ages. You've mm. been so disrespectful, and you've been you've been uh, treating him with such disdain, and now you're sort of uh, enjoying the sort of sentimentality of him, him leaving. But again, that that, that wasn't sort of um, that's not uh, uh, Arsenal fans in isolation. I think a lot of fans are just fickle. But yeah, it was just interesting to see that, and uh, and yeah, and, and also the funny thing was that. Um, that Wenger's, uh, Wenger's mic kept on putting out and they, re- they had to replace it twice. So I it think was that was his career in a microcosm, wasn't it? That was, uh, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it was, it, it was, it, it was an incredible day, but, um, but yeah, I suppose, uh, I, I suppose from my point of view, selfishly, uh, at least I can say that I, um, I was at, uh, two sort of like legendary farewells of like, t- like two of the greatest uh, managers of their generation.
Yeah, and have the half and halves to uh, to prove it. Uh, re- really enjoyed that, Naz, uh, particularly the facing down of Simeone and then legging it was probably my uh, my favourite of all, of all of those uh, uh, pieces. Um, people can check out at Bearded Genius on Twitter, including a new book coming soon. So stay tuned, I think, for all of that. And an absolute pleasure to spend the last half hour in your company. Catch up with you again down the track. All right, see you later. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.